Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime, and we're heading back to New England. Nope, we're not. We're in Maine. <laughs> New England. Maine is in New England, dingbat. That's the section of America that we're Jesus, talking about. No. <laughs> no. You went to the same geography school as Trump, didn't you? Where you think you can build a wall in Colorado and it'll keep out Mexico. Dick. <laughs> but New England is not just New England. It's fucking Maine and New Hampshire. Right. And Vermont and yeah, Massachusetts and Rhode I know, Island. Okay, but, but we are we're not in all of those states. We are only in Maine. All right, nice save. You're wrong. Trump. <laughs> wrong here. <laughs> I'm dying now. Oh god, okay. All right, you weirdo. Well, we're in Maine. Yes, we're in Maine. This is which state is of part crime. of New England. Yes, we're New England is not a state. Okay, it's not region of the United States of crime. I'm sorry. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> we're off to a great start here, yeah, guys. We, next week there will be one of us. <laughs> You know, I've thought about it, and I don't think I'd be able to do a podcast by myself. Oh, I totally would not be able to. Weird. Uh-uh. No. I yeah. feel like the only reason that this isn't weird is because we are talking to exactly. each other. Yeah, I, I would, I, yeah, I could not do this. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if Mm-mm. I could do it by myself. Mm-mm. No. Well, and like, I've thought about starting to put ads in our right. stuff, and some of them I was like, I could probably just like pre-record this by myself, and then I thought about it, and I was like, that's weird, I don't like that. <laughs> or there's like one of our episodes that we did, it was my missing one, uh-huh. and then I found it, oh, yeah, and yeah. I put it in later. Well, at the beginning of that episode, I had done like a pre-prologue uh, thing where I was like, hey, by the that's way, funny. I'm editing right now, yeah. just so you know, like I found this. It was so weird. <laughs> To just sit in my living room by myself, my kids in bed asleep, and I'm just like by myself with the microphone in my hand, and I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> and it was weird. But That's funny. Um, so we were talking a little bit before we started recording about Amber, who we've talked about before. Yes. Now, she just put out an episode of her own podcast that I was kind of a little bit a part of. What's the title? Do you want to... Give that some shout out. So it's called Professionally Silly and it's on uh, Stitcher, Stitcher, Anchor, right? Uh, yeah, just about anywhere you can listen to it. You can yeah. find podcasts. And at. it's awesome. And she also does YouTube videos and a lot right. of really cool things. And she doesn't have like a specific genre. Right. I She's guess. not as like structured as we are as far right. as like, yeah. Well, she had Where reached... she could probably talk about New England and Maine. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Maine. It's a state. <laughs> She's never going to let me live this down, guys. Oh, I love it. Never. Well, so she had reached out on our discussion group asking about creepy voicemails and stuff. And you and I had talked about a case that I have found over the last year or so. Right. And... I am, and there's a reason we haven't talked about it, because I am convinced he was abducted by aliens. Like, 100% convinced. And so I had talked to Amber a little bit, and she ended up talking about Mm -hmm. it in her podcast. And it's really funny. She doesn't believe that he was abducted by aliens. (laughs) She believes it's something more. But I don't know. It's hard for me, because it's a very strange case. If any Mm -hmm. of you want to look it up, 
Um, his name was uh, Henry McCabe. Right. And it's a fairly recent case. I believe it was 2015. Something like that. I remember you and I talked about it in length, like during the break that mm -hmm. day that we were recording when you had first talked about it. And it's one of those, I need to go back and look right. at some more. So, Well, it's just strange because he went out to the bars drinking with his buddies. Some people say that he was so drunk that his one of his buddies took his wallet away so he couldn't buy more drinks. But then other people that were there was like, oh, he didn't seem drunk at all. And then he ends up disappearing. His wife gets a two-minute voicemail from him. And he disappears. And two months later, his body's found. But he has no wounds on him. No right. bruises, no cuts, no nothing. And you can only find a very short snippet of the voicemail so in my mind after all of the because I did do quite a bit of digging into it and so as much digging as I've done my conclusion is he was abducted by aliens they dropped him off as close to his because he was only I believe a mile or two away from where he was last right uh-huh and so they dropped him off as close as they could get you know what I mean he was I believe some some sources say he was like in a body of water. Mm -hmm. Some say he was like on the shore of the water, but um, you can't find an autop autopsy report. You can't find the full vo mm -hmm. voicemail. It's very frustrating. So I'm convinced he was abducted by aliens. They got whatever they needed to get from him. He ended up dying or whatever. They killed him, whatever. And the government knows about it and they're covering it up. Mm -hmm. That's my idea. A lot of people think that there was a taser involved because there are sounds that I think are alien sounds. Yes. Um, <laughs> but could sound like a taser. Mm -hmm. But if it was a taser, there would be wounds. Right. If uh, a lot of people think that he was kidnapped and waterboarded, usually to kidnap someone, you end up binding them to waterboard somebody. You're going to bind them. He had no sort of lesions. No, he wasn't bound. There was no evidence to show that he had been bound in any way. Mm -hmm. But from all that I could find his, uh, his death was ended up being ruled an accidental death, but you can't find his autopsy to find his actual cause of death, which is strange to mm -hmm. me. All of these things, very strange. Very strange. So I'm a, I'm I'm convinced he's abducted by aliens. Well, Amber on the other case has a different has Theory. a different opinion, which is fine. So listen to professionally silly and right. get another side to this case. So, right. She's yeah. great. She she is awesome. Yeah, she is. So. Um, but. Anything else that has gone on in the last little while that... It seems like a lot of weird things. Like I right. said, like I got blocked out of the blue by a friend on Facebook that I'm still just like, okay, why? I... Yeah, <laughs> why? And fine, whatever. Um, you sent me... You sent me something. I sent you something. You sent oh, yeah. Something. Like there was something about a guy that was arrested and he's tied to a cold case here in Idaho, right. murder-wise, and yeah, yeah, lots of creepy things like that. Is there anything so. else cool you sent me? I don't know if I said anything cool. I just feel like things have been very unsettled lately. Yeah, I get that. I feel like, a, I think, in my mind, that's... Like, because, on a cosmic level. I mean... Right. I think that there's so much shit that has happened lately, and it all seems very unfinished, because everything has happened, like, all at one spot. So, like... No, none of the cases that we've followed, even mm -hmm. just in our own personal lives, none of them have gotten any sort of closure. So right. I feel like everything just seems so like, ugh. Yes. 
Yes. And like we had a local guy here in Mountain Home. Um, he had ties to Mountain Home. He went to high school here. He was recently murdered in Boise by a homeless person. That and was yet there's a nuts. lot of weirdness there too because that guy, the homeless person supposedly also has ties to some people here in Mountain Home. I didn't know and, about that. Yeah, that's a rumor. And like these are rumors. So I don't want to like start a lot of stuff. But I just feel like there's a lot more to be discovered there and also like whether there was this mountain home tie for both of them or not like the guy the murderer like the cops had already stopped him like earlier that same day and he had a knife or the day before okay so that i had seen the day before that we found out about rocky's murder Mm -hmm. um i had seen a thing about uh an article about there being a shooting at Ann Morrison Park. Yeah, in Boise. yeah. Now, they looked into it, and they didn't really find anything. Well, then the next day when they, I had seen there was an article about a body found in yes. Ann Morrison Park, I'm like, what the fuck? So mm-hmm. I did some digging, and I looked into as much as I could find. And I guess the homeless, the murderer, the previous day, was at Ann Morrison Park. And the he, alleged murderer, I guess yeah. we should say, whatever, yeah. but yeah. Um, he was at Ann Morrison Park the day before and had gotten into an altercation. <laughs> it didn't spill. <laughs> she dropped her coffee and it didn't spill. Um, so he had gotten into an altercation with another person at Ann, Ann Morrison Park. They were both armed. So the murderer had his knife mm-hmm. and the other person in the altercation apparently had a very realistic looking BB gun. gun. Which they have and then connected. That, and then that same week, we had a woman get shot and killed by the cops because she had a, a very B- realistic looking BB, BB gun, gun, which she pulled on the cop. Like, there's just been a lot of weird. Right. So he had gotten into the altercation. They, from what I understand, had tied the gunshots, the shots in Ann Morrison Park to, to this the BB altercation gun. Okay. with the BB gun. And then the next day, same man in the same park gets into an altercation with now who we know is in Mountain Home. Most his name's Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's not his actual name, but everybody knows him. It's right. Rocky, and they had gotten into but an see, altercation. Like, and like none of that makes sense to me. Like, I'm sorry. I think if I were walking around with a knife and I got in an altercation with somebody, I would have at least been arrested and thrown in. You know what I mean? Like, from what I understand, he didn't use his knife at all. Oh. They had gotten into like a fist fight, oh, okay. and he ended up curb stomping him to death and well rocky right yes yeah no i'm talking about the previous altercation with the guy like there was no arrest of either of those that i understood it's just like so now like you can just walk around with knives and bb guns and fight and that's okay right so the man is now in custody he's got last i checked he has three charges against him one for aggravated assault which is in connection to the previous day with the altercation that he so had. So about bloody time. Right. He also has the second degree murder charge. And then he also has a grand theft murder char- or not, not murder, a grand theft charge on top of it. So he's aggravated assault, second degree murder. So did he rob theft. Rocky? I have or? no idea. We don't know. We okay. don't know. Like I said, there's just a lot here that right. seems very weird and off. Like something's not jiving and it's making me mad. <laughs> right. And then the lady that got killed, I almost feel like 
from the way it was described, I was like, was she suiciding by cop? Because they, they said she was pulled over for a traffic right. stop. And then she was very fidgety and she kept reaching and they kept telling her stop. Mm -hmm. And then she pulled out this gun. And they did show, there was a picture of the gun on, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, and it does. It looks like a pistol. I right, mean, it yeah. does. But it was a BB gun. But in a split second, especially if you've said, you know, stop reaching right. multiple times and she keeps... I don't know. There's a lot of weirdness. Well, and then I had also come across a case in Texas that just happened within the last couple of weeks, and a woman was shot and killed by the police while she was in her house. Oh, that one is horrible. That's another one of, you know, being shot while black. I mean, that's... That yeah, one is insane. He, I, I watched the video, what they have released of mm -hmm. the body cam. Well, and I haven't had the heart to do that, but you just... Just reading... You know, the, right. the how that went down. So I guess that her neighbor had called for a wellness, wellness check, check because he hadn't seen anybody at the house, but the doors were yeah. open. So he called for a wellness check. And so instead of going and knocking on the door and being like, hey, is everything okay? The cops are being all lurky and freaky and then shoot her. Through the window when she, yes. was, she was just playing video games with her, with her nephew. Her eight-year-old nephew. I mean, it's that that one is just... So awful. And that happened, what was it, the day after the other cop in Texas that went into, she thought, she claimed she thought it was her apartment. She shot and killed the guy and she was found guilty for murder, yeah. which she bloody well deserved to be. And I was very happy that at least we had one of these cases where I feel like some justice was done. Right. And then this happened, I think it was the very next day after her Jesus. verdict. Might have even been the same day. I'm not sure, oh. but... Just horrific. So, so much shit's happening. I just, I, I'm, that cabin in the wood is looking better and better. Like, I, I, I have these fantasies. Like, I would never be the Unabomber because I don't want, but I would definitely be the glitter bomber. Like, <laughs> I would just write letters with glitter bombs to all the people I hate. You know, you can do that. You can, order. I know, I, I would know. love to send, but I want to live people. in a cabin where I don't have to actually deal with people anymore right. while I'm doing it. Well, and it's funny because, um, a friend of mine, he always talks about when he wins the lottery, we're going to build the commune. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to go into the woods. <laughs> and he looks for property. Like, he has property saved on his phone. Nice. That's, like, for sale. So that he's, like, ready at the drop of a hat to win the lottery to buy and this property go. and build the commune. There you go. I'm moving to Smutty Nose Island. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> I'd live in that house. I'm sorry. I know that's terrible. Yeah, I'd probably would. be haunted, but... Yeah. I feel like contacts are fine as long as you talk to them and you just, like, let them know, like, hey, I won't fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. Well, my mother's convinced that this... I think we've talked about this before, actually, <laughs> that my mother's convinced that this house is haunted. Didn't the last owners build this house? Yes. Yeah, no. But didn't. there was another house on this property that well, yeah. was burnt... That it was burnt down on purpose. But anyway. But, yeah, she... And come on, it's Idaho. Like, this whole state's a Native American, right. you know. yeah. But, but, um, yeah, I, she, she's convinced that the house is haunted and she always sees freaky stuff and freaks me out <laughs> and then gets me all freaked out and maybe scared. Maybe it's not the house. Maybe it's her. I think it is her. Maybe she's haunted. She is by but. so many things that we don't have time to go into. <laughs> all right. So all we right, have get to your case. <laughs> 15 minutes in and we have talked about nothing involving Maine. And this was a good one because you knew nothing about my case and I know nothing about yours. Like a lot of. 
we try for this. Right. But usually we know a little bit or like lately, like, you know, like the Dylan child murders I lived through, that kind of right. thing. Right. So I'm really excited to hear about this. Get going. Okay. So, so we are back in Maine. We are not. Which is in New England. <laughs> and... Like I said at the end of our last episode, this one's weird for me because I almost kind of agree with our murderer. Okay. So, we are talking about Stephen A. Marshall. He was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. He ends up moving to Nova Scotia when <gasps> he was a child. I've always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. And... His parents, oh, he was born, sorry, in on August 9th, 1985. Okay. And so he moves to Nova Scotia when he was a kid, and his parents end up divorcing in 1996. Okay. So in 1999, he ends up moving to Idaho. Ooh, so we've got some Idaho connections. Right, there he moved too. to cul-de-sac, Idaho. Okay. With his dad. And his dad served three <clears throat> years as mayor. All right. Wow. Yeah. He, um, Stephen then ends up being charged with aggravated assault when, <laughs> when he was 15 years old. Oh my gosh. And that was in April of 2001. He had brought an AR-15 rifle onto his lawn where there were two kids fighting. Like two kids had come into his yard, were fighting. And so <laughs> this 15 year old. So he grabs the AR. Right, comes Stop out fighting. with his gun, okay. and... This was here in Idaho? Yes. Okay. So, he then moved with his father to Arizona, and then they moved to Maine, eventually. And he... No, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Okay. He, they, he moved with his father to Arizona, uh-huh. and then he moved back to Maine to live with his mother. Mother, okay. Yes. Okay. And that was in, they lived in Cape Breton mm-hmm. during the summer of 2003. Okay. Now. Oh boy. When. Those sighs are never good. I know, but it's kind of, it's hard because I agree, but at the same time, like murder is not usually okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the way you put usually. Well, you have to think about like our Alaska case. Yeah, okay. She killed her husband that right. was beating her. Right. So murders. But see, to me, then that's not murder. That's self defense. Yeah. This is justifiable I don't call that murder. murder. Sorry. I mean, I do. Yeah. You still killed somebody. But it's not murder. It, yeah, I don't know. Okay, just it's keep justifiable. Going. I know it's a but justifiable. It's still, but it's murder. still not murder. I'm going to look up. You keep going. I'm okay. going to look up the definition of murder. All right. So Stephen Marshall decided to. there. Okay, so at this time. Okay. So, murder is defined as the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. So, for me, that key thing is unlawful. And it's also murder is the unlawful killing of another human being without justification or valid excuse. And so, if you have the justification or valid excuse... It's not technically murder. It's not murder. murder. I mean, she didn't get charged with it. So... Okay. There you go. Right. 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 Okay. Our Alaska case. Yes. So, at this time when he was in Maine, there were 34 sex offenders on the Maine sex offender registry. I see where this is going. He took down information on 29 of them. 
See, but vigilantism is also a problem. But keep going. Yes, it is. Yes. But how? No. <laughs> They're sex offenders. But there's a You're... lot of things that can get you on the sex offender list as well. Which? That are also very controversial. Which may be why only 29 of the 34 got written down. All right, keep going. Because I know that I know in some states you can get you can have to sign on the you can have to be a part of the sex offender registry for fucking peeing on the side of the street peeing right, in public. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. So in my mind, that might be why only mm -hmm. twenty nine of the thirty four got written down. You know what I mean? Maybe. So, Maybe he did his due diligence and his research. Right. Okay. Because God knows that if I ever granted if it like happened to my kid, I'm gonna kill somebody. I will. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I will. Somebody touches my kid inappropriately, they will die. I will murder somebody and I will go to jail for the rest of my life. I'm not. I won't fuck around with it. You can't tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like there's this part of me that, yes, like I also, I mean, I have said what you have said and I right. have thought what you are saying. But then when I actually try, I don't know. I don't want to go there. Just yeah. keep going. Okay. Do your Sorry. case. Sorry. Now I'm all freaked out. This one's, this episode's all sorts of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. So he takes down the information of 29 of the 34 sex offenders on the main registry. Mm -hmm. And he begins to take a trip with his dad. His dad comes to visit. He and his dad are going to go to Maine. How old is he at this time? He Do is we know? Uh, 21. Okay. So young. 31? 31? I don't know. I don't know. Math. Math's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hard, guys. So this was in 2006. And he was and born, he was in, born 85. in 85. Okay. So 21. Yes. I was right. Yeah. Okay, great. Math is easy. It's fine, guys. <laughs> so he ends up taking a trip um, to visit his dad, who was now living in Holton, Maine. Okay. And his car broke down during the drive, so he ends up borrowing his dad's truck. He also took a 45 millimeter handgun from his dad. And that night, he drove to two of the men on the sex offenders list. He drove to their homes. And he shot and killed 57-year-old Joseph Gray. Oh, wow. And 24-year-old William Elliott. And one was in Milo, Maine, and the other was in Cornethane. Okay, do we know what prompted this? Like, did he just, was he just sitting at home one day and just decided... Hey, I think I'll kill sex offenders. Do you want to know the worst part? The absolute worst part about this case? Yeah. We have absolutely no information on motive. Do you want to know why? Why? Because um, he then gets on a bus, and this bus is stopped by the police. And they are trying to apprehend him. He shoots himself in the head. <gasps> oh my gosh. So instead of being apprehended, he kills himself. So all we know is that they found a list that he had written of 29 of the 34 sex offenders in Maine. So he clearly planned this because he knew he yeah. was going to Maine to visit his father. Right. And so... So I'm going to go visit dad. And then in the meantime, I'll just take out 29 of these sex offenders that I have deemed worthy of death. Right. There's something more here. No, we have no other motive because he's dead. He just fucking shot himself right Do in the head. Do we know, was he ever sexually offended? Did he just decide? This is so frustrating because this is the end. Why did you choose this case? There's like no here here. There's nothing. 
Now, when they had gone into more investigation, yeah. they had gotten onto his laptop and they ended up being able to find out that he, I don't, I also don't know the logistics of this, okay. um, but it indicated that he had gone to the residences of four other sex offenders that were on that list. So he was casing and planning. Yes. But those first four, he didn't kill. Maybe. He only killed 57-year-old Joseph Gray and 24-year-old William Elliott. Did he, like, what did he do, like, ring the doorbell and then, do we know, or do you know? Or? Nothing. This is, this is a weird case. Fucking bonkers. Did he just, like, maybe he was at some point in his life molested, raped, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it was as a child and he grew up and he's like, fuck this. Fuck these people. They need to die. Or maybe he just, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Because he just fucking yeah. offed himself. And you do hear people, you know, who say these sorts of things all the time, especially about sex. I think, right. you know, even in prison, sex offenders have to be sheltered from the rest of the population. Right. Especially child sex offenders. Yes. Yes. Because they will get yeah, murdered. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, that's what I meant. I did. Yes. I forgot to add that. But that is... Yeah, that's weird. So frustrating. That's one of the reasons why I chose this case is because I was so frustrated uh-huh. on how just brief infor- it is. Yeah. So brief. Yeah. So brief that they're like, yeah, he wrote down all these names. He drove around to a few of their houses. He killed two of them. And then he shot himself when he was going to get arrested for it. But like no other motive. Do we know why the police stopped the bus? Did they know he was there? Was he a suspect? Was there some other reason that they stopped it? Yeah. So... He, the two men that were murdered, they were only, their towns were about 25 miles apart. So they were fairly close driving distance Uh without taking too much time because this was all done in one night. And, um, it, from all that I can find, it says that they quickly zeroed in on the suspect. Uh Uh, they had a day long manhunt and it stretched through three states and police ended up pulling over the bus that he had gotten on. He was headed to Boston. Okay. And he was 20 years old at the time. And when they tried to arrest him, he shot himself. And it, yeah. That's the end of the story. That's, yes. He died late Sunday before anybody could get any answers on the victims. And interesting Uh, that he died in Boston, Massachusetts. And that's also where my murderer was apprehended. Right. After his murder. So... People like to commit murder and then go to Boston. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, and they're probably Patriots fans. <laughs> Courtney's going to kill me for that. Courtney. Uh, this was not me, Courtney. Not part of that. So the main Department of Public Safety smokes, spokesman said, we will try to establish the link between these three men, but as of tonight, there is no known connection. So it just... He was just a vigilante, just decided, hey. This yeah. Is, and, you know, I I really, I get the feeling this is somebody who, because when you described his life and the moving around and, you know, those sorts of things, mm-hmm. I think he wanted to be a hero. Yeah. And that's what he thought he was doing. But, like, and see, this is where I'm at with where the part where, like, I kind of agree see, with him. See, but again, like, I just... And I get that. And I know we've had these sorts of discussions before. 
but you you can't have a society you cannot have a civilized society with vigilantism. Yeah, and I agree and I know that I just I went know. on this whole thing that like I'll fucking murder somebody which yeah. honestly if I ever found out that somebody inappropriately inappropriately touched my son, I would probably actually kill somebody. But unless pushed to that edge, I don't think I'm actually capable of murder. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like I say that I would and I hope honestly, I know this is a terrible thing to say and like you said earlier, you heard it here first. I hope that I'd fucking kill somebody if they touched my kid. I hope I would. I hope I had the balls to do it. But I don't know if I'm actually capable of yeah. that. I've always said or thought, like, if I caught someone in the act, I don't think I'd even have to think twice. Right. Whether it was, you know, assaulting a child, assaulting an adult in some way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I don't, you know, just the adrenaline, the thought of it. But I think... Having somebody, you know what I mean, in a cold moment of clarity and they're begging for, I I don't know, I don't even, it just creeps me out. Because I know, like when I watch movies and TV shows and you see people begging for their life, you know what I mean? It's just, it's so gut-wrenching, even when it's a bad guy in a movie, you know? And maybe I wouldn't kill him, maybe I'd just cut his dick off. We had a whole end up, we had a whole section of one of our cases where I'm yelling that they just need to cut him off. That's right? true. You did. Maybe and, I would just and cut some dick off. Cry. Maybe. Maybe I wouldn't kill them. Yeah. I would know. almost rather not kill them and just cut their dick off. And make them suffer. Yeah. For the rest of their lives, they would get no sort of sexual pleasure for the rest of their lives, and I feel like that's torture enough. Right. I don't know. We're not going to go on this whole one about. <laughs> I'm not going to start yelling, "Cut it off" and shit like that, like I did last time. So. Eventually, when they, after he shot himself, they did find a second handgun on him. So he came prepared. He was, he knew, I I feel like he knew that something was going to happen. I feel like there could have been a lot more. The he was looking for a much higher body count, and the police were just too good at their jobs and stuff. Right, which is, which is good. Yes. And um, nobody on the bus, because he was on the bus when he shot mm-hmm. himself, because they stopped the bus. Police got which, on and... how traumatizing for all those people. Do you know what I mean to see Nobody that? else got hurt. I, I don't care. But well, just yeah. Having somebody do that in front of you, my mm-hmm. God. Um, they did say that five of the passengers were splattered with Ooh. blood, oh. so they had to be taken in and checked out just in case. Mm-hmm. Um... But there's, there, yeah, it's, it's so frustrating because of the fact, and he's not the only one that's done this. So there was one, I guess, in Washington state, there was a, um, a sex, it says a sex offender registry website in Washington state was cited in the two deaths of convicted child rapists last summer. And I don't, this was in 2006 as well. This article was written Mm -hmm. in 2006 and um, 35-year-old Michael Anthony Mullen said that he targeted the pair, the, these two convicted child rapists, and posed as an FBI agent to gain entry into their home and then killed them. Wow. Um, and he ended up pleading guilty, guilty. to second-degree murder and was sentenced to over 44 years in prison. And this was very obviously first degree murder, so they gave him a plea deal. Yes. To give him second degree. Right. So it's it's not unheard of that no, people are going no. around. And like you said, this is this is you know something that you hear people see a lot, you see people post a lot about it. 
And like I said, I just, I understand, I do. However, a, you know, for civilized society, you have to have civilized rules, as difficult as it is. Yeah. But, ooh. Yeah. It's so frustrating because of how little there is. I like my case way better. I do too. But <laughs> I feel like I couldn't, I could not. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, I mean... It was short. It was sweet. It was, we've talked about it. And like I said, it's something people talk about all the time. And so to actually know that there's been some cases like this because they really don't get publicized too much. Mm -mm. The one I do remember, and I want to say it was back in the 80s. It may have been the early 90s. One of the big cases that really did hit was there was a mother whose son had been raped by a man and he was on trial and she brought a handgun to the trial and shot him and killed him during the trial, or Did maybe they not it was have a break. Metal detectors no, because like I said, this was the late 80s, early 90s, okay. and this was still a fairly new thing. Remember that still, too, where even the idea of child rape, you know what I'm had mm-hmm. was just becoming a part of the national conversation. And she did end up in prison. I think she got a fairly short sentence. That might be a case we'll need to look into yeah. and report on sometime. Um, another thing that we, I kind of touched on it a little bit last episode, but we got a message mm-hmm. um, Wednesday, I think it was. Yes, it was Wednesday. And we've talked about how we've been reached out by somebody close to our uh, Louisiana our Jennings 8 case from Louisiana and how we were in touch with this person who we were eventually going to be doing a second one, a second part to that. But this email that we got the other day was absolutely, in my mind, probably the best email we could have ever gotten. It was. It was amazing. I am not going to lie. I cried a little bit. It was exciting. It was devastating at the same time because we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of last episode where we talk about cases and a lot of these cases, the, our victims have families. Yes. Families and friends and loved ones and lots of people who have been devastated by what has happened. Right. And this one, I love, gave me hope because these are people who have taken that pain and they have used it for good right. to make sure that this monster never walks the streets again. And so do you just, just tell us the case that... So this was... Our Rhode Island It was case. Rhode Island, yes. You and reported on it. It was Michael Woodmansey, and he was the one who had um, killed the five-year-old mm-hmm. and then ended up, he had the journal written about the cannibalism and stuff like that. And we got an amazing email from a woman, or I don't know how old she is, I'm sorry, um, from a family member mm-hmm. of our victim. And it it's just great because she talks about how uh, every, their, her family fought so damn hard to change the good time law mm-hmm. because this is a, that was the episode we talked about very in depth about the good time law Uh and how her family has fought so hard to change it for Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And that she says that Michael will never get out. The community that he damaged will forever fight to make sure he will never be in the public again. And good for them. That's good for them. That's 
that's, I mean, like I said, that's where you have to right. channel the pain is as frustrating as the legal system can be, it's the best thing that we have. And yeah. I, I do believe that you don't want to become the thing you're seeking to destroy. Right. So it was, uh, we love getting emails mm -hmm. and messages and, and especially like that, you know, I think, like I said, that, that's why I prefer the historical okay. ones because I just, when I think about what some people have had to endure, it just breaks my heart. So we had, we got the negative review that you shared with me <laughs> about the person who was like, you know, if you like to hear, I'm not going to talk about that and then hear, oh my God. First of all, we've only done that on a couple of episodes. I feel like they, whoever left this comment, uh, the Listen review, to the Japanese one. <laughs> I was thinking maybe our first one or two. Yeah, or maybe my J Japanese one even because, but then I said to, you know, there is that fine line of reporting about a crime and talking about what happened and turning it into some sort of weird torture porn. And I never, ever want to do that. Right. I don't feel like that benefits anybody. Right. And, I mean, if you... I, and it, I've said since I've talked about leaving reviews and stuff, you don't have to leave it a five star. You don't have to give us a great no. review. But I like the honesty because it's... It's feedback. Right. And... I will take any feedback I can get. <laughs> Me too. You know but I, mean? I am still not going to dwell in detail on the the horrors that are committed amongst uh, on people. That is not the point of this. And right. I don't think for most people who are interested in true crime, if that's your focus, I, I think that's where it gets very problematical. I think most of us, when we talk about true crime, we want to understand the why. We want the pleasure of knowing that people were punished right. for their crimes. You know, it's that... The fascination. I yes. And I get the fascination behind the gory details because, like, go back to, like, my toy box killer. Yeah. I read every page of that transcript mm -hmm. more than once. Yeah, and I just... And it's, I still haven't. And that is one that this review fits for mm -hmm. because it's one of those where I'm like, I'm not going to talk about all no. of the details because I feel like... It's not It's not beneficial. necessary. Yeah, and it's not it doesn't help move the story forward. Right. There there's there like I said, and I can't tell you where that line is. I think it's different for different people. I agree. Um I think that there is this idea of just how horrific can humans be to each other? There is some validity in studying that. Uh -huh. For instance, you know, every year I do a unit on the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Um and Every year, it's problematical for me. Like, how much do I show kids? How much do we talk about the actual horrors of this? Right. Um, you know, because I don't want to traumatize them. I don't want them to go numb and just feel like this is so awful. There's nothing that can be done. At the same time, you want to light enough of a fire under people that they do care and think, oh my gosh, this is so awful. We have to make sure it never happens again. Right. And I feel that way across the board with the things that we discuss. And see, I, because going back to like when I was in high school learning about the Holocaust, I don't think that there was enough detail mm -hmm. because as I've gotten older and like I watch documentaries all the time and like I watched, I've watched documentaries about the Holocaust and I at that point watching this stuff, I was like, what 
the actual fuck? Like, why didn't I know about half this shit? Because in school, when you learn about it, it's not even, like, a drop of what actually fucking happened. Well, you can't. I mean, it's such a huge thing. It's really difficult. You you know what I mean? Right, but I don't think that... While I always knew that, like, Holocaust bad. Like, everybody... Like, he's... They were killing group... It was, like... It was genocide. It's right. exactly it's, what it yeah. was. And it was multiple genocides. I mean, right. obviously, yes, the, you know, the Jews were the, were, hit, were the Nazis' main target. But the Roma, the gypsies, were mm-hmm. almost completely obliterated. You know, the Poles, the, you know, Soviet prisoners of war. I mean, all of those people were targeted. Right. And so, like, in high school, they teach you Holocaust, bad. Mm-hmm. Genocide, bad. They yes. were treated bad. <laughs> all of these things, bad. But you never really get even, like... You don't even barely scratch the surface Mm -hmm. to know, like, how bad it was. And I agree that there is a line that I think that even with even just between you and I, our lines are different. Right. Because I will go into the more gory detail, but you won't Mm -hmm. usually. And And I get it. Like, but so, yeah, when you go leave us a review, be honest. Yeah. Like. And you know, like I said, this that's a that is a conversation to be had amongst all of us true crime junkies right. about you know, and I think we we've touched on it before. We've talked about true crime photos and some yeah. of those issues. Oh, because I love it. Yeah, and I can go down rabbit holes of crime scene photos, and I don't know if that should. There's just like some <laughs> sick, twisted part of my mind that's like this is. It's just fascinating, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. It's weird. It's not like I get off on that shit because that's gross. But there is a line and I think everybody's line's different. So when, if you're listening on an Apple product, nice little segue there. That's right. Um, If you're listening on an Apple product, go rate and review us. Don't give us five stars because unless you want to, unless you feel like we deserve it. Unless you feel like we deserve it. Because we are adults. We can take the criticism. And we really do want to know how we can improve. Exactly. We are always trying to take feedback from people and kind of work it into what we're doing because we do this for other people to listen to. Mm -hmm. We don't, I mean, we do it for us because we enjoy it and this is a hobby for us, but ultimately we're not the ones just sitting around listening to this. You know what I mean? We do this for other people to listen to, for other people to enjoy, for everybody who's listening to enjoy. So like if there's things that you think we could do better, if there's any sort of feedback or criticism you have, like leave us a review, leave us a rating. We don't say that so that you give us five stars and give us a fantastic rating every time. We say it because it... Like, because like I said, this is a hobby. We don't get paid for this. That's right. (laughs) So your reviews and stuff, they really just help other people... Find us. If right. you like us, review us. Give us a good review because then other people who have common interests will find us. And, yes. and so jump I, on the discussion page. Right. Let us know your thoughts where we can delve a little deeper, have a little bit more meaningful conversation about some of these issues. And most of all, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Yes, you can message our Facebook page or you can email us at stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And... 
apologies because this episode is now 42 minutes long and we <laughs> talked about so much shit. <laughs> this was a fucking tornado of an episode. Yeah, well, your case was so tiny and weird. I know, but... and I, I should have thought about that I know, before. but you know, sometimes I know the, I've had that too where you find when you're like, I just don't have, because we usually try to shoot for a minimum of mm -hmm. half an hour and Sometimes you're like, I just can't make this. But then we have these discussions and... And I'm, it turns into a shitstorm like this yeah, one was. I kind of like that. <laughs> we'll see how it turns that's out, right. I guess. <laughs> Let us know if you thought this was a shitstorm too, because that's where my mind's headed right now. <laughs> that's right. But most of all, thanks for listening.